Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. Welcome to yet another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. Oh, hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. How you doing, baby? Super, super, super. Well, today we're going to get in it. Get it. I can't stop smiling. I want to do it. Oh, well, damn it. Let's do it then. <laughs> it's almost permanent. Okay, so today's topic is what, Daddy? Is there a connection between God and UFOs? Is there a connection between God and UFOs? How do we come up with this one, baby? Well, a culmination of things. We were talking about from the habits of mankind to genetics and some more shit. And it made us think about we always hear about God. We always hear about UFOs. Could they be one and the same? Is there somehow a connection? You be the judge. Well, I'm, 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 you know, just from my humble thinking, where is God? They said God came from the heavens. Where did E.T. come from? E.T. came from the sky, which is a.k.a. Also known as the, the heavens. heavens. So could we be products of aliens? Because if God comes from the sky, it makes God what? An extraterrestrial. An extraterrestrial. And if we were made in God's image, what are we? We would be. <laughs> Extraterrestrial. And I know some extraterrestrial motherfuckers, baby. I know some extra ones. Out of this world. <laughs> Out. Out. We're going to talk about it, y'all. Is there a connection between God and UFOs? Give us a call, 404-832-2963. Give us a shout. Tell us what you think. You know, but I, I think, too, we've been taught to think that you're crazy, if you start having these kind of conversations and when you ask people that are, are, are um, strictly religious, I'll say that it's conversation. Sometimes it's like we don't want to have those conversations because we can't explain it all the way out. Like we can't explain it because when I've said, well, God is a, a, a extraterrestrial. Well, how could you say that? Well, where does he live? Where does he stay? And one day they say. God is going to going to return from where? 
Yeah, where's he? They say he's coming back. Like he said he would. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> like I said it would. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all. But sometimes. Okay. My daddy will say something, and then turn around and look at me, and then I'll see all of the little boy in you like, oh, <laughs> that's what you said. Right, so where is he coming from, Daddy? Where? I don't know. They they said God was coming back. They call him God. His mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> you know, it's like you ironically have tribes from all around the world speaking about beings that have assisted them and said that they would return as if they had some other items to take care of, not just us mere earthlings. And that would imply that where they're from, there are other beings like them. So when you hear stories about the Nephilim beings coming from the heavens to have sex with women, when you hear again about the Dogon tribe, who speak about beings coming from Sirius B. And this has been part of their oral history for over 5,000 years. And Western scientists never knew that there was a Sirius B until the mid-70s. So who would have told them these things? That modern man didn't know about until, you know, the mid-70s, but they've been talking about it 5,000 years prior, no running water. They wear outfits that look like astronauts today in straw, but they hunt, gather, forge just like they did from a primitive time. So how would they know this advanced knowledge, but they knew it at a time and where there weren't the advancements we have today? We're talking about it, y'all. God and UFOs. Is there a connection? Because UFOs is what? Unidentified flying objects. USOs is what? Unidentified space objects. Now, James looked at me like, I don't know what the fuck USOs are. I I think that's unidentified (laughs) submersible or uh, submergible objects because they go in the sea. They are submerged underwater. Right, right. I just said it's unidentified sea objects. Okay, there you go. I don't know what the shit is in the sea. I don't know what it is in the sea. Just like you can't identify what it is up in the sky. That's it. So think about it, y'all. The next time, because I I don't know of any Bible quotes that speak about aliens. I don't know of any Bible quotes that speak openly about spaceships in the sky. So I wonder if those questions ever come up in your Bible study meetings or, you know, in the meetings that you have to take when you first join the church. Are those conversations that's ever talked about? Because it's almost logical. Yeah, because when you think about the story of Adam and Eve and they had they heard a voice from above. From above, it wasn't with them that put them in the midst of the Garden of Eden, and they were the first individuals, and one's name was Adam and one's name was Eve. But then in the text uh, that precede them, 
um, thousands and thousands of years where it was written on stone and in cuneiform where they're talking about the Sumerian culture and the Anunnaki created a group of beings called the Adamu. Well, then you start saying there's a connection between the Adamu and Adam. There's just a difference of a, a vowel or two. Some call it Adamus, Adamu. And these were a group of beings that were designed to be a worker race of beings working for the gods who were mining for gold and ores and, and natural minerals and things of that nature because they found it was too hard for themselves. So the first man in Christianity that people know of is Adam. When you hear the story of how uh, in the Sumerian text of how the Anunnaki populated the world, it was not through something that was what one would call supernatural. It was through the geneticist known as Ninma. So how do we create beings today if we so choose? What are we doing today to have, quote unquote, advancements in medicine, science, human genomes, um, stem cells? We're utilizing geneticists. To help us. Why is DNA so important? And when we say we were made in God's image, it's ironic that we as human beings have children that are made in our image, Mm. which share our DNA. Would it not be possible that the beings that created us utilize the reason why we have DNA is because they utilize their DNA to mix with what was already here? So subsequently, it all has seemingly a correlation because you're having people say that we were made in God's image. What would speak to that more than the utilization of DNA, which we share? We're talking about it, y'all. We're talking about God and UFOs. Is there a connection? 404-832-2963. When you pray, who you praying to? E.T.? Is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? Is they all, who are we actually praying to? And was Jesus that when you speak about Jesus, was Jesus a hybrid? Because when you're thinking about the creation story of Jesus, think about it in 1965 to and before, or the the 80s. Early 80s and before, a was not an angel came down and told Mary that she was going to be pregnant. What was that? How it went down, Robin? Come on, baby. I was going to say, wait a minute, sugar. Don't ask me a damn thing about the the word. (laughs) An angel came to Mary in a dream and said, "You will be impregnated." Okay, now. What was her man's name at the time? Joseph. Thank you. The heathens don't know that. Okay. And Joseph had to, I guess, deal with that. You know, even this is the greatest lie that was ever told. Come on. Where really it was somebody else that got her pregnant and he accepted it. Ain't no. Or it sounds like if an angel came down and said that you will be pregnant, is that possible that she experienced what we would now refer to as an alien abduction and that she was artificially inseminated because these, we have the technology now 
to not have sexual intercourse in order to procreate. We can use the sperm and genes. And if we can do that now, would a culture that was able to come here, colonize Earth, be able to do that? And I dare to say yes. We are talking about it. Is there a connection between the Lord and UFOs? And you know, Daddy, even when we go back to that story, um, which I really believe it, it could have been one or two ways. Either she was artificially inseminated or either she fucked around with Joseph's, <laughs> Joseph's brother. My God, big brother. God damn. Or, or, or somebody. Somebody. Group, you know, Anybody. she ain't got with. Because anytime I'm on stage, right, and I say to a man, this is real shit because I want to know. I say to a man, if you have gone away, right, and you gone away for a couple years because you had to do a bit, now nobody, where was Joseph when he left? Where was he? Where did Joseph go in the Bible when he was gone for that amount of time? Don't nobody talk about it, but let's say if he was locked down, okay? Why? Now, locked down? Well, maybe because <laughs> normally when you go somewhere and you gone, they tell you where you gone. Ooh. Normally when you go somewhere, they don't tell you where you gone. They just say he was away. Okay. When you just say he is away, we know that's a nigga that was locked up and you don't want to really say the real shit. Okay. Okay, so stay with me, baby. Yes, ma'am. So... Joseph was going away doing a bit, right? Okay. Joseph come back. Okay. Now, Mary, all this time was with Joseph's brother and his daddy. Okay. 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 Joseph come back from doing his thing, knock on the door. Mary opens up the door, and she's pregnant. Now, Joseph, no, it's no way, because the time he put in, he couldn't have did that. Couldn't have. Okay. So then I say to any man in the audience, what would you do if you was a truck driver? Your assignment has you gone for 18 months straight. You come back. Your woman opened the door. Her belly is out six months. And she look at you and say, listen, I don't know what happened. I woke up. A bitch came to me in my dream and said, you will be with child. Sir, what you going to do? Now, the real niggas answer, shit, mom, nigga, uh, look. What Joseph do? Or was Joseph accepting because they understood at that time there were extraterrestrial beings and this was truly a possibility? Well, I believe <laughs> that there were some other experiences similar to that, too. I, I forget them. Um, was it Nebuchadnezzar or one of them? Their child experienced something like that, and he said he'd heard of stories like this. I'll get it wrong on that one. I'll get it wrong. But there are other stories where it was stated that they had heard of individuals being impregnated, but they were not uh, by someone else of this earth. So you then hear these stories again and again, and you start seeing them in the Native American culture. They would speak about how the in the Hopi tradition, how beings from uh, as they would call them, the star elders would come down, impregnate a woman, and at the age of six, allow this woman to nurture the baby until the age of six, and at the age of six, come down and take the child. Why would they make that up? Why would you have pictures of beings that look strikingly similar on different regions of the world where people speak different languages? So 
when you start looking at things, and ironically, as time progresses, it's as if we're getting more in contact with ourselves because there was a time where people really did look at you as if you were crazy when you would say these things and they were uh, flying objects and so forth and so on and abductions and so But what happens is the more technology that begins to reveal itself, the more possibility that it has that these things can exist. And they're discovering new planets every day where they're revealing that they're in the quote-unquote Goldilocks zone where they have the potential of being much like Earth, same size, the foundation of water and things of that nature. And it is due to the introduction of religion that seems to have allowed us not to look at what really put us here. And there was a reason that 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 was. But it's the divisiveness that allows whatever the agenda is to continue on because there seems in part of how we got on this subject was we were talking about why is it and what is it about us as human beings that we have so much conflict. What is that? But when you hear the stories of the Anunnaki and the Sumerians, um, you're hearing stories about beings who had wars and were at battle with other sky beings. If you look at the uh, East Indian culture and you look at the religions of the the Hindus, where they speak about Viamanas and they show you depictions of battles and wars taking place in the sky. Why would they do that? We think we because they're creating things like creating images of cyclopses and and beings that are hybrids of other things. And we say, well, that's made up. That's mythology. But we are creating hybridizations of animals due to gene splicing on a daily basis. So why is it not possible that they only drew what it was that they saw? Connection, baby. Is there one with God and UFOs? Hit us up at 404-832-2963. You know, someone in the room said, we can't possibly think that we're the only ones or the only species in this universe. We can't possibly believe that because it would make us very arrogant if we thought that we were the only ones. And he said, where do we think these alien movies come from? Where do you think all of these scripts and all these ideas come from? And I'm going to tell you with an experience I had one night at a comedy club in New York. And I was on stage, and this man had on dark shades, right? And that's a pet peeve of mine. If you had a show and you have on dark sunglasses, like, what's, what's happening? What's like, happening? I feel like I can't see you, nigga, and you, you up to something. So we're having a good time, and I'm like, what you're going to have to do is take off them glasses. Now, and the sister sitting with him, she's really not responding. Like, she's having a good time, but she's really not responding, almost like, she almost had to look like, listen, don't fuck with him with these glasses. But, you know, your wife, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Till I get him to take off these goddamn glasses. So I'm standing there and I'm like, listen, brother, that's some country shit that you in this dark goddamn room. And you got these. Gla- and I'm going on and on. I said, if you don't take them goddamn glasses off your face right now. And he lifted the glasses up and all you could see was the whites of his eyes. The whites. And then he put them back down. I said nothing else. He said nothing else. And I walked the fuck away from him. Walked the fuck away. The woman was looking like, bitch, I was trying to tell you this nigga's different. Okay? But it was almost like 
Like, I saw it for myself. Like, who is this cat? He just lifted him up real nice, like, I'm going to let you see what this is. He pulled him up over his eyes, let me get a full view, and put him back down. I never said if... Okay, then, sir. There's something different happening. Man, something different happening. Now, maybe there was a being that was an extraterrestrial letting you know we got our eyes on you, even though you don't see any pupils. Okay. Or his eyes was like certain women's breasts. They don't have no areola. Daddy, I'm not so going to do this with no you. didn't have no pupils. No. It could <laughs> happen. It could Daddy, happen. Daddy, there's no one that could, could he see? Baby, I don't know. I wasn't there when it happened. But I'm saying, I'm did you just, see without no pupils? Baby, baby, I don't know if he was able to see you. <laughs> Daddy. He could hear you. He so- Oh, see, one night. Okay, Paulette, but I blame you for that because at any time you were supposed to say, bitch, he's not blind. This don't have shit to do with God and UFOs, but since we're on the subject, so one night, y'all, there was, we had the show, and there's a guy sitting in front of me. Now, if you've ever dealt with, or you know, I've had people come to the shows that are, Visibly impaired, right? Blind. Visibly impaired. So you see them, and they're impaired. It's like they kind of like pixelated. Since they, uh, they're they visually impaired is what you're saying. Okay, got you. No, they're they visibly impaired. They're pixelated is what the fuck they are. When you see them, that motherfucker is blurry. No, they're visibly. Okay. They, they can't. Visually. Visually. Thank you. Okay, yeah. well, they knew what that shit I was saying. I know saying. what you said. My you, baby. bad, baby. That's right, right. They, they, they can't see right. shit. Oh, okay? okay? But I didn't want to say it like that. All right. I'm but trying to it. put some tack on it. Right? So he couldn't see shit. Right? Right. So I'm on stage, and when, if you're looking at me, you're looking at me. But if you start looking to the side of me, Uh-oh. or if you start looking at somebody else, I'm like, well, I'm maybe they it. can't see. So I'm on stage, baby, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking all around. So I said, how beautiful is it, the miracle that you are at this comedy show, baby, and you can't see a damn thing. But the laughter is grabbing your heart. He looked at me and said, I can see. Bam. <laughs> Who the fuck can you see? Because you're not looking at Bam. me. Bam. <laughs> oh, baby, okay, that was the, didn't have shit to do with the topic, but we're going back to it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Is there a connection between God and UFOs? Let's go to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hey, Monique and Sydney. This is Regina from Detroit. Hey, Regina. Hey, Regina. I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago, but... Um, uh, from what I understand, the topic is, is there a correlation between God and UFOs? Yes. Okay, here's the deal. Native Americans believed in the one God, the one spirit. They also believed in, if you will, the chariots of the gods. Every religion and every culture in the world that has recorded history has believed in one God or multiple gods, and spirits that come from the sky in vehicles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think there is a correlation. If we have this world, then we can't be so so ignorant as to believe that there are not 
other worlds that contain life and believe in a God as well. That makes sense. There it is, baby. Thank you. That's just my thought. Thank you for your thought, Regina. Okay, so go ahead, Daddy. No, baby. If you've had an experience with something that you know is not of the world that you've been taught was supposed to be in the world, we want to hear about it. 404-832-2963. Because oftentimes we're very afraid to say, y'all, something didn't look right. Even that night on that comedy stage, it took me a minute to say anything to anybody because I'm like, I know what I saw. And I don't want nobody like, bitch, stop tripping, Monique. But it's like, no, Lee, that nigga's eyes was white. White. Like, just diff. And he didn't do it offensively. He didn't do it like I was being. It was almost like, let me show you who I am. And there it is. And there it is. You you know how you had that person in your family? They be drinking sometimes. They drink a lot. But after they say what they say, they give you a long stare. And you be like, I don't know what you want from me. I, I don't know what you want from me. Another drink? Because what? That's genetic, Daddy. Because okay. my father used to do that to my mother, okay, baby. Then. But it was because he had been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and he get about three good dark liquor drinks up in him. Dark liquor drinks. Because <laughs> white liquor drinks, you know, white liquor drinks make you um, happy, emotional. Dark liquor drinks make you physical. And, and, on the and, edge. Yeah. You on edge. So... We would all be sitting out back eating crabs or something, right, baby? And when he would come back outside after he's changed his clothes for the fourth time, right? Because the liquor would say, go get sharper, right? <laughs> and my mother would say something to him. And my father would stop and stare the shit out of my mother for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. But this, my mother was a G. She would keep moving like... Like he wasn't doing shit. I'm sitting there like, do you see this crazy nigga staring at you like that? Yes. Hey, baby, come on. I don't think my father was of this world. We're talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a connection between God and UFOs? Have you ever had an experience with something, baby, that you're trying to put together in your mind, but you're thinking that I know ain't nobody going to believe me? Sometimes when you see people walking down the street, And they're in full conversation. And they're in such good conversation, they pause as if somebody has responded. They'll bust out laughing. You'll see them moving their hands around like they're doing hand things with somebody else. Is it that we've been taught to say they're crazy? Or are they really dealing with somebody that we can't see but they can? And you never know. I mean, anything is possible. We as people sometimes will say, Something made me turn around. It was as if I heard a voice and it said, look over here. I was just thinking about Linda the other day. And then she called me up. These are us utilizing this antenna inside of us, picking up vibrations. And there's a possibility that you have individuals. If you can have a individual who has uh, what you will refer to as a hermaphrodite that has a penis and a vagina. Okay. Can a person be connected here and somewhere else? If you have people, there's just a variation of things in the genetic makeup of who we are, where you have an individual that is 100% visually impaired. She has no use of her limbs in a normal way, but now she's an artist. Yes. She, she she can create things that she sees, and you say, how can you do that with these um, 
syncopated strokes that you're using. How is that possible? But it's possible. But it speaks to the, again, uh, a derivative of Enlil and Enki. Enlil being this being that came down here to create man and wanted to control him from a robotic standpoint and make them make people uh, uh, when initially they allegedly created the ability to be intimate. It was under the guise of supervision. His brother Enki, the yin and yang, if you will, wanted people to be free and have unsupervised sex and created in the DNA a need to enjoy it at a heightened capacity, which ironically, when you hear that speaks to when you call a man a dog because he seemingly went and kept getting coochie from different places or this woman is a whore because she done slept with. People are not doing that to be inconvenient to others. You, you're not fucking a variation of people because you're trying to make it inconvenient for Doreen on McGregor Street and uh, Monument. You, you're not doing that. Right. You're doing it because <laughs> there's a level of enjoyment that is in the DNA to do it. it I mean, it, it is. When someone is a homosexual, they're not doing it to piss off heterosexuals. If someone likes to dress and drag, it is not because they are doing that. I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to piss off Mr. Jenkins because I know he don't like this shit. They're not doing it. It's within the boundaries of our DNA. And there's a history that speaks to it that is hidden from us, humbly, I believe, on a regular basis. We're talking about it, y'all. Is there a connection with God and UFOs? uh, 404-832-2963. You know when you said, Daddy, about Inky and Enlil. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they call Inky EA as in EA Sports. It's in the game. That is Inky. Inky wanted to control it. No. No. OK. Inky wanted to have the freedom. Yeah. Enlil wanted to control it. Mm-hmm. So the, the point I'm trying to make is, you know how when you do see people. That do talk to themselves or you do see people that live in the woods or you do see people that do something that you might feel is against the norm, right? Are those people at a place of freedom that we just don't understand because there are conversations that we have out loud and we're talking to no one but our goddamn selves. We answer it, we say it, but wouldn't dare do it just at the store. Because we don't know what it's going to appear to look like. So we're still under the guise of Enlil, who said, I need to control this. And for us to think that, well, we're not controlled like that. I think that there are so many of us still under a form of control because in our DNA, we've been taught behave. Don't act like that. Don't say that. Don't do that. So when you find those people that say, man, fuck a house. Well, when you find those people that say, listen, I, I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking to myself. I enjoy talking to the voices that I hear. I enjoy with, and I'm unapologetic about it. We, when you hear, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Danny. When you hear people using terms like they are a liberal mm-hmm. as if 
being liberal or liberated in your thinking. To liberate someone is to free them, to make them free mm. thinkers. And the opposite is to conserve that freedom because there's a level of control in the conservative, which is a con within the boundaries of itself, because even the conservative wants to be free to do what it is that they do. As Donald Trump was felt free enough to fire Comey, despite the fact that this was an unprecedented act, but he felt free to do that, but wants to at the same time control others. This goes back to that story and when it's in our DNA from our predecessors, who we refer to as gods because they were advanced beings, but not gods in the sense of creating all of the universe, because humbly it would appear that if these gods that travel through the universe and have the universe have to use the universe as this pathway of travel, how would these beings precede the universe? How can you proceed? a place in which you have to exist. It would seem as if the universe, which within the boundaries of the name universe, uni and verse would be that thing that created all and everything was a component. When we speak about nothingness, is there such thing as nothingness or is there just nothing that we can clearly see, but there is something that exists all along. Like for a long time, people had questions about atoms So they say there's nothing there until people were able to see on a molecular level that there were atoms. So the word nothingness, it almost seems implausible when you think about it. Now, I'm sure there are scientists and mathematicians that would uh, uh, agree and probably could, from a numeric standpoint, show me where I was wrong. But it just seems as if we are... in this need to always adore beings that we believe to be higher. That's the reason why when we look at the Oprahs, you look at being a celebrity, you look at being a pastor, you're finding people having the need to look up to others. And there's those few that says, though I respect what it is that you do and I appreciate you because you exist and you're demonstrating value in what it is that you do, people who you don't know their name have the exact same value. Mm. And to say that is to free people up in a different kind of way where you're humble enough to say, but realistic enough to say, I don't look to be more than you. I'm comfortable enough as being the same as you, because the one thing we all are is confined to earth. Unless we have a vehicle to get us to fuck up out. Come on. And they trying to, they're trying to create it. They, they, they're creating a vehicle that's going to get people to fuck up out, but keep them to the fuck over there. Like, I don't want to go nowhere, but you're telling me once we drop your ass off, you are dropped off. I, mm-hmm. I can't go back for a birthday club or nothing like that. No, I don't want to. And, and as you say that, the irony is there are other reports that says that we've been on Mars for over a decade. There's stories about people and beings and the technology that we understand ourselves to have is not the technology that we 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 are far along. They reveal what it is they want you to see, but not necessarily what it really is. And when you say they, who is they? When you understand that there are double digit figures that go above the president's ranking, well, how high are you going? 
How high? To the stars. Mm. To the stars. So what is that agenda? There are beings that have planted us here. When you say God put us here on earth, the question is, is what God are you referring to? But you could be talking to one and the same. You just refer to that being as uh, 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 God. But as we have multiple beings, uh, I'm sorry, different people from different places on the earth, why would we think that we wouldn't have different beings that occupy the cosmos? In the same way that we see here on earth, it is a paradigm of a greater picture, but because of what we were told, we seem to use words like God. So again, we can look up and kneel down to, but the reality is we're the offspring of those gods that we refer to as aliens. We're talking about a Charles A connection between God and UFOs. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Hello. Well, they were. This is some extraterrestrial shit going on. See, this is uh-uh. when we get to talking about it. They cut that shit off. Don't they do say, it. listen here, you did the truth. Okay. That's what's up. She'll set you free. Always. Come on now. Do we believe there is a connection with God and UFOs? And have you had your own experience? Has there ever been a time, baby, where some shit just didn't look like what you thought it was supposed to look like? You know, when I first saw um what was the movie with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Men in Black. And you get to seeing shit, and you're like, is the mind really that creative? Or is this some shit that you didn't experience and seen? Because nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. And I think, again, when we talk about Inky and Enlil, that control and that freedom... There are so many of us that are under that control. There are so many of us that want the validation of others that we just don't know what to do with ourselves if we do not receive it. And for the ones that say, I want the freedom of, I don't need your validation to sustain my life. I don't need your validation to let me know I'm okay. Then w- that, that's, that's where I think, Daddy, when you say, Earl, when we were talking, you said, why does it seem like it's everybody's at conflict? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think you have the group of people that are saying, listen, I'm going to live in this controlled environment. I'm going to do it the way I was told to do it. I'm not going to question it. And then you have those people saying, listen, I hear what we were told. I just don't buy into the shit. And I want to do something different. And then that's when that constant fight takes place. And it's been placed in our DNA from beings who had that same conflict. Because when you think about Enlil and Inky, The biblical version of them would be Cain and Abel Mm. because they, too, had a disagreement and it was a fight over the freedom of thinking and a fight over um, why you should have and jealousy and things of that nature. So to be to possess these characteristics would imply if we were made in God's image that these gods possess this these characteristics, too which take them out of the realm of what most of us may hypothesize as being gods. When you hear someone says, say, your God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Jealousy would be something that I would not associate with a God, being that it's higher, this God it's high, is higher than, it's almost like you being a father or a mother and being jealous of your child because of their accomplishments. This happens on a daily basis. But, 
They couldn't call you a god, though you created them. They may call you father, but these dynamics that you're uh, putting on your children, this jealousy, they're human. That's what we know them as. They wouldn't be considered godly, but then when you say God is a jealous God, now is it godly? Because we say God is a jealous God. So depending upon what your view is about God, you start saying, is this a being that is benevolent or is this a being that has the same characteristics and we are misunderstanding uh, technology and beings from elsewhere as being gods when all they are truthfully is space travelers? Scientists. Scientists, geneticists, individuals that have jobs. If they're traveling on spaceships, Versus just flying themselves. Though there was a report of Russian cosmonauts. uh, I believe it was in the 60s or 70s. But if you pull it up, look up Russian cosmonauts see angels in space. And they reported seeing these beings that look like winged beings in space that were seven stories tall. Hmm. And... There were two different groups of these cosmonauts that had seen the same thing that circled their ship and they were huge. Hence, they looked like angels. So, again, is were they angels or were they space beings? Because what exactly is an angel? Because you get confused because you see a white woman with wings and mm-hmm. you'd be like, that's an angel, but that's a person. Mm-hmm. Was it similar? Were they humanoids with wings. So it's it's one of those things that, again, look at the stories of the Hindu. They make it not so much, though it's a spiritual religion, but they also deal with the technology of it as well. And it's hard to discount that. We're talking about it, babies. Is there a connection between God and UFOs? And you know, Daddy, I, I think there's so many uh, conversations inside of this one conversation. Mm-hmm. The one that's, that's mm-hmm. sticking with me is just the control part of it and the validation part of it. And we're so locked into that even today. We keep running into situations where it, you can trace it back to this is why we respond and react this way. When I think about uh, Bethune-Cookman, mm-hmm. the situation they're going through right now right. with them having, is it divorce? Yeah. Divorce to come speak to those students. And those babies stood up and turned their back and they booed her, in which I say they should have. They should have because, in my humble opinion, Guys, how did that make sense? You're getting ready to send us out in the world, and you choose this person to come speak. And I'm paraphrasing. This person at one time said HBCUs, is what, what are they, why are they even relevant? Why are they even there? And then you bring this person. Is, to, is that what she said? And I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah, that, that's why that's it was said? the whole. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why it's the whole major issue. It's like, how are you going to bring somebody to us that felt like we weren't even relevant? Gotcha. I thought it was also, she said something in reference to they got started due to the pioneers in the black community kind of overlooking the fact that they were created out of necessity due to the fact that if you were black, you couldn't go to a white institution. Mm -hmm. So it was to overlook that that truth and talk under it. But to your point, you were saying. Yeah, I I think that oftentimes we are still in a place of we need that validation. We need that white validation. 
you know, for whomever brought her to that school, it's like, what was your point? Like, what point were you trying to make that you would put her in front of this room of black intelligent students that's ready to start life with somebody that can't begin to understand the journey that they've had to take? So, And you know what? Normally, I, would, I understand when you say white validation. Okay. But I don't believe it is as much white validation as opposed to making friends with those who are powerful because there mm. are people who are white that could appreciate them turning them their yes. backs on them. Versus if you look at Berkeley, they were standing up to Ann Coulter, whose rhetoric is divisive, but they destroyed the campus in the process. So mm-hmm. the way in which these young men and women handled themselves at Bethune-Cookman what is to be applauded because they disagreed with it. Um, because if you look at Parliament over in England, they get to banging people in the mouth. Baby! So when you <laughs> see diplomacy, so they, they handled it. But the problem with the president was, and again, it speaks the power of Bethune-Cookman, is that because I preside over a university, I don't need to run past the graduates who we're going to have here so that we can make sure that there's someone that they can appreciate and would resonate with them as we send them out into the world. Again, that's that power. But as you can see, there was a change in power in that moment. And the only thing that made that happen was there were a collective group of free thinkers that said, I'm free to think differently from what the establishment is creating. And we must understand even when we talk about schools of higher learning, which is a great, has a great purpose, it is, inst- it is an institution. And within the boundaries of an institution can create a business model of institutionalized thinking, which is to not go against the grain. But the individuals who go against the grain oftentimes are not lauded in the same way that, you know, when we hear about Einstein, what he did was obviously incredible. You hear about Edison, but there's this new awakening about Tesla. But he is a person who was a humanitarian trying to fight for people to get free electricity. Do you know what free electricity would do for the world? Mm. Because you say to someone, how do you charge for free for electricity when it's something that you get as a resource from the world? And we are part of this world together. But you're going to charge me because you have the technological wherewithal to do so. So when we start changing our thinking, and again, it's in our DNA to, as we, as it's in our DNA to oppress, it's in our DNA to release that oppression as well. And we're dealing with that binary effect of which one is going to win out over the other. Because even when we look at the world we live in here in the United States, black, versus brown or white, they would have you believe when you watch about us, the the media and the things that we see, that what perpetuated slavery for as long as it did, they were animals who did not and were not able to take care of themselves. And when you encounter individuals, you know, to this day who may be white, they will look at you as if you are an enigma because you can, can articulate a sentence. However, on the flip side of that, we as people of color, because of all the distractions, slavery, 
injustice, injustice, the whole nine, we'll think all white people are one way. Mm -hmm. And that's the divisive effect where it's not all whites because there were no who was policing the white people of the world to make them in slavery. Regardless of why it may have ended, who was over top of the white people in the world here to say we need to go to battle for this? So there's an underlying and overlooking that we sometimes do and forget that we could still be enslaved because we only made up a small proportion of the population. What made that happen? Because they were free thinkers. But what we focus on, which, again, is we're genetically predisposed to, it would appear, is that we focus more on the negatives than we do the positives. And we forget about the individuals who were part of the nine on the bus who were white, who took ass whoopings with black folks, who John Brown, who lost his life trying to free slaves. Mm -hmm. So we don't talk about that. We make one another enemies and unjustly so. But the people that live in Syria, Russia, Iran, they are no different from us in the sense that they're not bad people. They are just subjected to people who want to be in power and they make bad decisions. Thank you, because that makes me look at it differently. It's not white validation. It's power validation. It's the validation of power. And to, as he said, to have friends, to have friends, though he didn't say this, with powerful people. And then you say, what the fuck is power? If you that goddamn powerful, live forever. If you that powerful, start saving diseases that they say they can't be saved. If it, and, and, and I think that's the disheartening part for me. When you start watching people doing things because you just want to be in. But at what price are you willing to pay to be in? What is it going to cost that president at that college? Because you wanted to be, you wanted to rub shoulders with what you thought was power. And quite possibly may lose his job. And if I may say this too, when they say, and and, and we're going to go to the lines in a second, but I just want to make this point. When they say those babies don't have a right to see who's coming to the school to to be the speaker, who's paying the tuition? Whoever's paying the tuition got the goddamn rights. If I didn't pay tuition for four years, six years, however long I've done it, you mean to tell me I don't have a right to voice my opinion as to who I would like for my graduation? That right there, I think, is one of those trips of power. And now you're seeing what happens when you want to be powerful and it backfires when it makes no sense at all. So we didn't mean to get off of the subject. I don't think we did. We're talking about is there a connection between God and UFOs and, and trying to understand what that connection is and why are we so afraid to deal with that? And how that effect or that connection between what we consider gods and UFOs, how it affects us on a daily basis and we don't pay attention to it. Listen to the name of things that you hear. A lot of them have to deal with the stars. Look at Subaru. Look at the the stars on the back of that. The Armada. These are terminologies that were used uh, uh, amongst the Hindus. When you start paying close attention, a lot of things. EA Sports. They call it Inky EA. It's like this is 
uh, allegedly a God who was designed to free individuals or could be construed to be that. But their things and their hints and their clues that are around us on a daily basis, you can see uh, uh, depictions of things dating back thousands of years that look like somebody on a laptop computer. You can see things where you might see a person who's walking um, in the 40s and 50s and it appears as if they're talking on the phone. But how could they be talking on the phone? That type of technology didn't exist or did it? So we live in a place where there are individuals who say what we think we see is not our true reality. It's what we hypothesize. And then you say, I got to go to work. Like, mm. what the fuck is really going on? Like, I, not, you talk about what I see is not my true reality. Nigga, I got to punch in at Walgreens in about two hours. What is he saying? My reality is I got to put these toffee fades up on this goddamn candy <laughs> shelf. That's the rem- That's my, oh, my reality. Oh, my daddy said toffee. Toffee Come on. The zag nut right here. I got to put that. Okay. You know the zag nuts now. Don't do it. Oh, baby, we talked about it. Is there a connection between God and UFOs? Is there. And would it really fuck up a whole day on Sunday if the preachers and pastors said, close your Bibles because we done found out some new shit. Some new shit. We're going to talk about Inky and Enlil. Don't do it. You're right. not you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna say it. You're not gonna say it and whine at the same time. Inky and Enlil. And they didn't cost yeah, you nothing. Mm. Don't cost you nothing. It got real quiet then, right? That they, they they don't cost you nothing. Don't cost the you. only thing that costs you is your ears, your mind, and your heart. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to be open enough to get it? You're gonna receive it. Let's go to the lines and find out how you feel about it. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hi, this is Renee. Hi, Monique. Hi, Sydney. Hi, Hi. Renee. Um. I, I I had this the same thing that you came up with your topic today. I had a conversation with my coworker last night, and I posed the same question. I asked, "What if the thing that we're praying to is has to do with some extraterrestrial uh, aliens or UFOs? What if we're not really praying to God?" My coworker began to laugh. I wanted to laugh too, but I wanted to keep the seriousness of the conversation. And he couldn't answer the question. And then we started to, like, talk about the, some of the um, emblems. Like, they have, like, you know, you see Jesus or God with the heel over their head. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. But, my question, but my question to you is, and this is a big question I have to myself also, as we begin to ask these questions and we get to come closer to the truth or just to question what we've already been known or what we've been taught, would society at some point become more dysfunctional or and law and order become more questionable to where the fact that people will go out and do things and say, well, you know what? Before I knew this, when I was doing this, I knew if I did this, I would either go to hell or I would go to heaven. But now that you know that that doesn't exist, would that become a more chaotic society? Mm. Well, that would imply that the atheists of the world are a bunch of banshees and they're out there committing crimes on a daily basis, which we know that's not true. And the one the one thing that is in our DNA, again, is before before there was Jesus, before there was the Hindu religion, 
were people just committing crimes and atrocities on a daily basis or did they still know what it was to love one another? If you had, if you were a Neanderthal, despite the fact that there may not have been religion, technology, not even the wheel, did you still right. love the children that you had, the family that you had, despite the fact that your vocabulary may have been limited? And I humbly believe the answer is yes. I, but to your point or, and or question, I think the real thing is individuals in power, once it would be revealed that they're extraterrestrials that are the reason for our being, what would that do to the churches? Because financially it would be a collapse when you're waiting on those 10% in order for that to happen. It would also go against us being these one group of beings that God loves so much that they created only us. So there would be, as you said, closer to the truth. There would be an awakening that people would have, and there's a fear of individuals being awoke. I mean, mm. like, uh, being awoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And, and keep these conversations coming. I mean, I think they're amazing. Thank you, baby. Very much. Thank you. Y'all, we talked about it. And, and, and again, this is the purpose for this show. When you hear that sister saying just that, keep these conversations coming, because in my humble opinion, I, I've not been hearing these type of conversations. You know, the type of conversations we're normally being spoon-fed right now is the hottest red bottom, who slept with who, what's the latest trend in the dress, and my, who gives a damn? How is that helping? But I believe with Monique and Sydney's open relationship, if one person walks away and say, I got it. While we were periscoping this morning, Daddy, doing the dance, there was a sister in there, and she kept saying, please tell Sydney he helped me get it. Please tell Sydney he helped me get it. And we were like, well, what are you talking about? And she went back to the show we did last week on the agenda, good or bad, and mm-hmm. how you broke down a drug dealer on the corner was no different than this one. And she said after she thought about it, she got it and was able to change her perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is, y'all. Again, you know, my daddy always say, take the best and leave the rest. That's what this show is. It is for us to have the kind of conversations that is normally taboo. And someone said we need to have Jeremiah Kamara back on here for a part two. We have to get Jeremiah Kamara back on for a part two. If y'all get a chance you don't know who I'm talking about, look up on YouTube, Slave Sermons. This is a deep brother. I mean, and he poses questions that individuals that refer to themselves as believers have a difficult time in answering. I've seen this man and know of this individual being having conversations with individuals that all their lives were part of the Christian faith and were part of the Christian faith with important families that were part of the Christian faith. And he asked the question, and they, as believers, as they would call themselves as Christians, reflected on what they what was said and honestly could not find an answer. And that's the truth. When you can't find an answer and you can't make it make sense, no matter what it is, that's what we should be looking for, the mm. truth. If we've been told by our very own parents that this is what it is, and you got to believe me, but you find out for yourself that it is wrong, as I tell and as we speak to our children on a daily basis, 
if there's a choice between whose side to be on, mommy and daddy's side or the side of the truth, it's best that you be on the side of the truth because it's been around far longer than mommy and daddy. Mm. So when you start looking at things in that manner, that's all you want. But the truth is a very dirty word to individuals and to the world that we live in that prospers off of a bunch of lies. I tried to end it on some poignant shit. Like I didn't. But you did, baby. That's why I looked at you. Then I paused it and looked over at you like. I looked back because I didn't know if you was going to finish it with an epistopal. I'm like, not fucking with you. I didn't know if you was going to throw a pistol out there. What you know, is a pistol? Uh, a nigga who uh, has a problem with the truth. A pistol. That's an epistopal. Okay, we're going to just let, we're going to ride out on that. Because look at Robin's face. She don't know what the fuck an epistopal is. Are you looking confused about an epistopal? Why? An epistopal, I just told y'all, an epistopal is a nigga who got a problem with the truth. Now, I know some Episcopals. Should we name them? Well, I, you just said that. I think she may have dug into the box of, I'm going to say what I say and call it what I call it. She That's why I don't nobody fuck, play Scrabble with me. Right. Because they want to challenge all Episcopal. the shit I put up on the board, Episcopal. Right. right. And I guarantee you, somebody listening to the show is going to take that word, and when a nigga get the line to him, they're going to say, you ain't nothing but an Episcopal, nigga. And, and what I would ask of you is to not do it. Unless you wanted to be shunned because you said some wrong shit. Who says it's right and who says it's wrong? Going back to Inky and Inkwell. You gonna, the f- then you going to choke on that name, too? <laughs> if you don't get us the fuck on out of here, oh, if you I don't get us out. To say what I want. Say it. Okay. Get us on out. We want to thank each and every one of you each sweet babies for listening to us each today because you could have been doing anything else. But you decided to come and join Monique and Sydney's open relationship, and we greatly appreciate that. Please tell a friend, tell another friend, and then tell ten more. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.